Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. I am gas. I am food. And I am lodging. There we go. We edit nothing here at Gas Food <laughs> um, Lodging. As little as possible. It's, it's live. All right, I'm not in charge today. You're so not in charge. It's live on no. tape. We're going to try and have. Uh, Is it? I'm going to attempt to talk as little as possible for once. Wow. Wow. See how that goes. Let's, right. see, let's see how that goes. Everybody yeah. at home, get your scorecards out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be updating you later. What are we going to talk about? We were going to talk, talk about, about gangster movies. Gangster movies. I mean, gangster. And then, of I mean, course, we had to gangster. argue over exactly what the criteria well, for gangster movies well, were. Organized crime films. Understand. Organized crime films. You guys don't you get a little wider than that, but. Right. Um, sure. I mean, we've discussed Miller's Crossing in our Coen Brothers episode, so yeah, that, that falls in that category. We discussed Goodfellas when we did your top five. Right. Great movie. Um, what else have we already hit upon amongst those? Uh, oh, and we mentioned Godfather 3 in the one good scene in a bad movie. Right. There you go. Right. Um, Godfather 2. I think we did mention that that's the Bible of gangster movies. Right. When we were talking about bad right. sequels and we said not Godfather 2 was on Right. Right. So, sequel. so we've definitely mentioned some of these films in previous episodes. Sure. Right. Uh, for me, I prefer more British gangster movies. Well, and I did right. mention um, when we we were talking about like the many versions of Sherlock Holmes at one point. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what episode that was. Yeah. And I mentioned how the there's the recent Guy Ritchie ones with Robert Downey Jr. Right. And I felt that the the second one, Game of Shadows, which you said you hadn't seen, I hadn't seen, no. is a great Sherlock Holmes film, whereas okay. the first one is a great Guy Ritchie film set in Victorian Sherlock Holmes, right. but it felt a lot like Lot Stock's Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch um, in a lot of ways. And, uh, right. Having fun with that? Having fun with that? You guys can't see this, but Roland's got the uh, windscreen, I guess, in front <laughs> right. of his face and right. some of the cables and stuff. So the way he's sitting, it looks like he's like Wilson from... You know, <laughs> from like he's peeking over the fence. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There like you go. See, like, well, his eyes. we actually got the table adjusted so that we can look at each other without him being in the way. I don't How know, romantic we can actually look at each other. the fucking bushes over there. That's right. I want, I want you to look at my eye while you're talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Pull my hair. So for me, wow. <laughs> movies like wow. The Limey, Sexy Beast... Um, no, who's in Sexy Beast? That's the big ben star. Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Also Gandhi. has uh, Ray Winston. Did did he did he get a nomination for he that? He got a nomination for that. Okay, so he and you've not seen those are the extremes Beast. of Sexy Beast and Gandhi. I have, you, not, the, seen I have not seen Sexy. I know Layer of it. I've not Craig? again movies no. I know of. I have uh, seen have Get seen Carter though. With Michael get Kane. Carter with Michael Caine. Is that That's a remake? This, no, there's a remake with Sylvester Stallone on Get Carter. Okay. Oh, the original Get Carter is Michael Caine. Is but so that's from like the sixties. Yes. Uh, let me get the exact. What's the other one? The original Caine. Italian Job is that? Is the that original the Italian one? Job is Michael Caine. That's a really good movie. That's, that has the completely pointless um, but wonderful um, uh, mini, co- good, mini Cooper car chase. Yeah, talk about a good scene in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mini go. Cooper yeah. car chase. It's, yeah. it's like literally, it's a commercial for Mini Coopers. That's all right. it is. It's like, how about we just pointlessly drive them up on the roof of a building and back down, and drive them down the riverbed and back uh, up? Get Carter. The it's original fun. is 1971. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Caine's actually got a very interesting career. If you go digging. 
Yes, he's Michael Caine has a really he's good He's hit up a lot of different genres, a lot and, of different you know, stuff. You look at Michael Caine, and he's like hot right now. I mean, he just he did the three Batman movies. Well, he's he's uh, he's Christopher Nolan. He's is there a Christopher guy. Nolan film he's not in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know if there. <laughs> I believe the answer is no. Well, no, he's not in the, his first two, the, which is Following and Memento. Are you sure? I'm yes, I am certain. Um, I think he's the dishwasher in scene 36B. <laughs> Of memento, it's completely possible. But he's fantastic in like the Prestige, right? And, Absolutely, uh, very good in the Prestige. And uh, I like my dude, Kane a lot. David Bowie as Tesla. That's so good. You know, you didn't even really realize it was him, unless you kind of knew it was him. <laughs> right? No, seriously, the first time I saw the movie, I didn't really? realize it was him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's so, got this kind of that's Bowie has always had that otherworldliness you know? to him. Yeah. That yeah. when he comes on as Tesla, you you because Tesla is a real life historical mad scientist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like one of those guys that was way too smart for everyone around him. Some of Tesla's ideas are still ahead of their time. Right. You know what I mean? And and, and Like a Da Vinci type of mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Tesla would be the 20th century Da Vinci or Newton. That's right. Good, that's a good... Da Vinci, Tesla, McGarvey. <laughs> <laughs> These were names so, that... Uh, are you in referring the, to your great great grandfather? Um, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, in the uh, in Wallace. the Italian Job remake, <laughs> what what song plays over the end credits of the Italian Job remake? Do you have any idea? Not offhand. No, and neither did you until yes, you started no. looking on the internet. I know exactly what song it was. Right. I was just trying to see if if it's a specific. But band we don't. That so trivia, shmivia. Yeah. So whatever. No. no. I'll give you a hint, though. I'll give you a hint who performs it. Okay. Um, Scott Whalen. Slash Duff McKagan. Well, Matt then it's Sorum. it's Velvet Revolver. It's Velvet Revolver. Is, is it what a specific I Velvet Revolver, like the hit song, or is it well, another one? The only reason why I bring it, it up do, is it a cover? Because often it's on a soundtracks, cover. yeah, that's so when you get somebody to do a cover. Bring like, it up because it's a cover of the, the Guns N' Roses really song. Cover of of Sympathy for the Devil is over the ending of Interview with the Vampire. It's very common for like you to the, dredge um, up a cover. What's what plays over the end credits of the Matrix? Well, all three Matrix films end with a Rage Against the Machine song. What plays That's over. not true. What's not I true? I don't know. All three Matrix films and credits is a Rage Against the Machine song. What's the third three, film end with? Um, I got to rack my brain, but uh, what's the first I film end with? I don't think you're the right. First fi- yes. The Charlie, first film ends with Wake Up. The second film ends with... Um, the first film ends with Wake Up? Yes, yeah. Wake Up off their first album. Right. Oh. Is a Rage Against the Machine I, song over the end credits. Right. The I second film... I am going to have to go to Charlie. Uh, no, when he's on the phone and he's like... Yeah, he's on the you phone know, and, and while it's doing wake up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, all three of them you, do. I'm coming for you. All three of them do. Okay. Charlie's going to let But that us has know nothing to do with gangster movies. So, so what? We're having fighting her. Oh, That's right. the whole point. Oh, yes. Well, this I was going to try and not talk, but if you keep getting on subjects that I am no, you know, no, aware of. No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what? I thought it was a different song. At the end of the Matrix, it's not. So I'm going He's to got uh, that Charlie part of it right. And uh, Charlie is an actual person, not Pat's phone. <laughs> no, no, the phone is Karen. <laughs> Karen. No, that's my phone. Your phone is. It's a little weird that you have a name for your phone. It's not weird, actually. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that she knows my name? Does she tuck you in at night? She could if I wanted her to. <laughs> well, I, 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 I haven't. Use that particular app, but <laughs> there is one. I guess I am tucking I'm app. completely off on that. Anyway, anyway let's get back <laughs> to gangster movies. Back to what song relevant. do Velvet Revolver cover over oh, the end credits? Do you really want to know? Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> 
He does it's, this. It's money by Pink score, Floyd. Score, oh, okay. score one for Pat. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. For those at home, Pat, score one for Pat. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and minus one for Roland, because God, he's been talking a lot, hasn't he? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna. I have him actually on. I guess I can't call his tape, but on a recording saying that he's going to talk less during this episode. For me, I, I think it comes right. down to this. You see all that peaking right there? That's all you. Watching watching a British him, gangster movie. Let's get on track here. Watching a British gangster movie, I guess for me, it's because it's different than you know an American gangster movie. And so I guess I because just kind of enjoy that. But no, they're just weird backwards ass yeah, fucking people. Right. And we we well, came from No them. offense from anybody and... that's from England, but you guys are all fucking tripping. <laughs> But when I or watch it, I don't know. For me, because they're feel speaking like, English correctly, right? They're speaking the Queen's English, and you're not, right? Those <laughs> movies are a bit more gritty and tougher to me. There's there's less guns, shall we say, in some sure. of those movies. Well, that's because you know, I mean, there are less guns in Britain, <laughs> and so therefore they're kind of tougher. You know, take for example. It's What's lock, the... stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh, now I that believe. you say that, what's the uh, the Japanese or Hong Kong flick with the fucking the dude with the hammer. The hammer. Like there's no gun, so he, he he like takes out like just it's this long extended scene of this guy just beating the fuck out of an, an army of dudes with a hammer because nobody has a gun. I think that was the second Thor movie. No 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 no, <laughs> oh, no I no, mean sorry, an old school hardware no, store. Now you're gonna get me all sidetracked. Uh, God, I'm racking my brain. I can't Ragnarok. think of what I'm talking Ragnarok. about. It's not new. It's like well, over a year old, but yeah, I saw it. It came back out, what, in a... No, it came yeah. out in December of you last year. You mean Hulk 2? Hulk 2. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Captain right. America 5 versus... No. I don't know. The, the, anyway, the, new, the newest Thor movie was Hulk 2, but... Anyways, <laughs> it was a good movie. I really, I really enjoyed yeah, it Thor was. Ragnarok. And it really set up the new Avengers movie quite yeah. well, too, as well. But, um, well, we're going to get too sidetracked. Anyways, back to the gangster Amazing. movies. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to remember if it's Lock, Stock, or Snatch, but I, I'm pretty... No, it's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. There's, like, the uh, the henchman guy goes around doing things, and, like, he doesn't even carry a gun. You remember his son right. travels with him? Mm-hmm. He ends up beating the hell out of that guy with the car door. I mean, just everything about that. I mean, he's a tough-as-nails son of a bitch, and right. he's got no gun. Right. You know what one. I mean? And that, that's, that's, for me, it makes some of those movies a bit more rough and, and gritty. Everybody's yeah. like... Tough as balls in those kinds of movies, you know. But that's just that's just my opinion. Sure. But uh, I, I, you know, I really get it. You know, I think Lock is very stylish. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Snatch, very stylish. Mm -hmm. Those kind of movies there. But then you've got movies like I enjoyed both of those films. I liked them. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Pitt speaking Pikey. I don't don't know what he's speaking. It's called Pikey. It's of Wales. Pikey is is British gypsies essentially. Um, yeah, but th- when on the DVD they have they have two different versions of subtitles. You can get regular subtitles where it subtitles the entire film, and when it gets to the whole like speech where you know blah 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 periwinkle blue, um, it, it, the subtitle says we don't know either. Right. <laughs> so, nice. And then there's a there's a an optional subtitle that literally only subtitles Brad Pitt. <laughs> that would be interesting. It's yeah. funny. It's like because you right. can't understand most of it. But that whole little bit there at the end, da, 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 and she's very partial to Periwinkle Blue. That whole thing is, I think, completely ad lib, and like it's literally just Brad Pitt going off in Pikey. So you guys have not seen like Layer Cake with Daniel Craig? No. No, I might have seen 
Long Good Friday, Bob Hoskins. That's an old movie. I just discovered that movie a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I heard of it. But that has that um, at some point a young Pierce Brosnan. It's, it's yes, you know the Long Good Friday. I've, I discovered this movie, Bob Hoskins. I didn't know Bob <coughs> Hoskins didn't speak English back when he did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, I didn't just, speak. You you didn't know he was British? Yes. So I mean, when I right, saw him right, in yes. another movie, Who Framed Roger he was, Rabbit, he's doing an American he accent. He's got a really super thick Cockney accent. And when I, I saw mean, like, his real voice, well, like in Brazil, dude, he's I was in, like, yeah, that's that's his yeah. real voice. I was surprised. You didn't recognize him from Brazil and then? I didn't remember. I, I right? No. He's uh uh-uh. he's in he's, Brazil, also, huh? he's also Pink's manager in in the Wall. The movie oh the yeah, wall. that's right. Gosh. He, he, the, 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 on the album, there's and a gap, but just before Comfortably accent. Is there anybody out there? And then there's that break of one second funny. of silence, and right. then Comfortably Numb starts. And in the yeah. movie, they're breaking in the hotel room, and in that one second of silence, he's like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I'd forgotten that that's him. Yeah, that's all. Well, really, I hadn't realized that was him. I mean, I had seen those movies. Yeah. Then saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was the first time I really knew who Bob Hoskin was. Sure. But it's right. a leading role. It's a, long, it's a leading role. Good Friday it's was, like a, an was a really good movie that I discovered a few years ago. It's got Helen Mirren in it. And, uh, Who's good in everything ever? Yeah. She Helen really Mirren. is. Uh, Helen Mirren is like amazing. In her and, 70s, in her... she's even good in a fucking bikini. Was, yeah. Do you see those pictures? You're like, what the fuck? How old are you? She's good in like, yes. She's really good in a lot of stuff I've seen her in. But uh, yeah, so I'm Isn't watching she in that Clash movie. Of the Titans? And uh, in Clash of the Titans. no, Helen Mirren is not in Clash of the Titans. There's everybody's in. Dude, well, you know, the cook, um, the thief, his wife, and her lover. That's Helen Mirren. Clash of the Titans oh, is um, uh, Honey Rider from uh, Doctor No. Ursula Andress. Ursula Andress is she that. plays right. one no, of but the goddesses it's, it's, in Clash of the Titans. Yeah, but a couple of the other goddesses. Oh, it's what's her name? Who's in like the Harry Potter? Maggie movies? Smith. Maggie Smith is in Clash of the Titans. Yes. So. I'm watching that movie, and then Pierce Brosnan showed up long before he did Remington Steel. Okay. And then there was this guy in the movie at the very beginning, and I was like, who is that guy? And then I realized he was the villain in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the, the French oh, yeah. archaeologist. Oh, yes. And, uh, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Again, we see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away. <laughs> but he was in it, and I was like, I was just recognizing all these people as I watched the movie. But, you know, it's, it's really funny. You see a movie like Mrs. Doubtfire, and you're yeah. like, how did Pierce Brosnan sink so low for a little while there? <laughs> Where he's just playing like the douchey, you know, right. second dad. Now, that was a Step good dad. film. and he made, Oh, it's a great film, he and he's great good, in the yeah, film. Yeah, he made a good straight man, like to Robin Williams. Sure, but it's just know. weird. That it's no, weird no, casting, no is all in, I'm saying. No pun intended. Right. But I'm just saying right. it, it's a, it seemed to be some weird casting that you... A lot of other actors could have been in that After role. He did. I think Brosnan. they sit around and they go, it's like drafting players in like professional sports. They're like, okay, we can get this guy for this amount or this guy for this amount. Okay, um, so let's try for this guy and then this well, is our backup guy. And maybe was he, he doing no, Bond or had he already done Goldeneye, the first Bond, his first Bond movie by the time he did Mrs. Butfire? No, I don't he? think so. He was already no. doing I'd Bond. Have to, uh, have to or maybe he wasn't. That. Maybe that know. is the, the lull between getting out of Charlie. Remington Steel and we're getting, getting We're getting sidetracked on Pierce I'm Brosnan. Just about you know, that. After he weird. did Bond, he tended to focus on kind of action movies. I mean, he did the... Um, right. uh, well, he did the uh, he did the remake of the other one. With, yeah, what's Steve the name? McQueen Ren- movie. Is that, is that Rene Russo? Yeah, that yeah the, uh, the uh, Art Thief film. Yeah. It's the guy's name. I can't think of his name. Right. But he did a movie called The Matador. Have you guys ever seen The Matador? I have seen The Matador. That's a great freaking movie, I, dude. Yeah, it's a good film. <laughs> I was really surprised. Like, what, what stands out in there? In The Matador? Uh, what is it oh, he plays a hitman. 
Okay. And then he meets up with this guy who he's down in Mexico, Mexico City, and um, I can't think of the actor's name. I hate that. He plays a very you, the Matador has um, uh, "Heat of the Moment" by Asia in the soundtrack. <laughs> Which was really cool when that song came on. I was like, I was not That's expecting not that. Close. But uh, yeah, he plays a hitman. He meets this uh, this other guy who's just in Mexico on a business trip at a matador fight, you know, bullfight. Gotcha. And the friends, the guy's like, you know, well, what do you do? You know, and he's like, well, I'm a hitman. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, no way. So then they like kind of get involved and he's kind of telling him what it really does. And it's a really good movie. Actually, there's another one. Have you ever seen, um, is it called The Big Hit? It's it's like um, Mark Rollberg, when he one of his first forays into doing comedy, okay, where he on the one hand he's like a hitman and he's like you know criminal and everything, but he's got this girlfriend and he's trying to keep it from her, keep it a secret and all this, and it, it, it's a, it's a very entertaining film. I it worked because it wasn't taking itself seriously, kind of thing, where it was like a very kind of campy, over the top action movie comedy called I believe it's called The Big Hit. I liked it. Never mind. Not Neither of you have seen no, it. No, I've not seen it. Um, unfortunately, I'm not able to see like every movie in the universe. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we want to me. talk about gangster movies, though, I mean, I understand you have a affinity for British. Yeah, anything Layer British cake, in general. Uh, with Daniel Craig, that was before. But you he want to go back on. to the the classic Scorsese? Well, well, somebody says gangster movies. I'm thinking. You're thinking Godfather. Godfather. Well, actually, the first Good thing fellas. I think of is Jimmy Cagney. But yeah, after actually, that you're is right. Godfather. Goodfellas. Goodfellas is a great movie. I remember kind of discovering that movie. I mean, it was just something I, I don't know. I think I just kind of turned it on, and there it was. And I was like, totally, it's very engrossing. It's one of those, you know, with voiceovers. It's one of those voiceover movies that works really well. Right. You know, and uh, I I recently, well, when I say recent, I mean more like in the last five years. Unlike Blade Runner? Yes, Blade where they kind of took out they, the voiceovers to try to improve the, the, the film. The, the voiceover was put in later on. I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't buy that maybe, because it's maybe not. Who knows? Well, I'm saying because the film's on, uh, an homage to '40s noir films, so I think it was in there. It's and possible. then Ridley Scott regretted it and took it out. Have you and seen this? I just that he recently did. finally saw Blade Runner 2049. I've not it? seen it yet. Um, I know. I, and it, here, here, here's here's good. something funny. It it here's to something. me a lot of the exterior shots, as gorgeous as they were, I don't know how to phrase this. Logically, this story, there right. wasn't enough traffic, so to speak. Right. But um, but no, story was really good. The direction of it was really good because it did not pace the way Hollywood movies do these days. It paced as a sequel it, to Blade it, Runner. It, it was very painfully slow. Okay, so you've seen it too. Yes, so you felt seen. it was slow. Now, here's something yes. funny. My I, wife I like has actually seen Blade because Runner, and I it was. Not. It was wow. I know. I was surprised. You mean the new one? Yes. She was like, yeah, because it's on minus one for Pat. I know. It was. uh, It's on HBO, and so she just watched it because we, you know, we have like HBO Go or whatever. Did you like it or not? Or what are you saying? I didn't like it. Twenty forty nine. I'm not a huge Blade Runner fan to begin with. Okay. I thought that it was. Did you think it was a worthy sequel? Well, yeah, it was a worthy sequel to a, okay. a movie that didn't move me in the first place. Rooker Howard. Okay. I think Gos- is, Ryan Gosling does a really good job in it. Is it? Well, yeah, he does a great job. And Jared I Leto's just, in it. You know. Yeah, Jared Leto's in it. Um, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, and his first scene, I, I think I need to see it again to get why the fuck it happens. I get what his character is later, right? but his first scene, I didn't quite get 
when he was introduced, I didn't quite understand what that scene was. But it does, it is slow, I'll give you that. But it's slow in a, in a methodical, where it's, it's a very visual film. I actually watch it on an airplane on a seven okay. inch screen. Oh, well then I'm About sorry. Because 12 inches from it's very much a big screen visual yeah. kind of, I wish I'd seen it in the theater. I just, I saw it on TV recently. But, right. But it, it's deserving of the big screen. I it's, think Pat wants you to trick him off. So, he's uh, given the hand signal. In the original Blade Runner, yes, uh, Rutger Hauer, uh, yes, it would play what I would call an anti-villain. Sure, he's not really a villain in that. No, movie. he's not. He's he is the villain. All he's looking but for, he's not really like villain. anyone else, is you know how long have I got? We we could we could talk a whole show on Blade we Runner. We could absolutely do that. I don't know. I don't know. We why keep we, we keep... want to do that, but. <laughs> How about we just we, we delegate that to a Ridley Scott episode? Can we sure. do that? Because then we can get into Only if everything else. We can up. do a Tony Scott episode too. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Scott. You just wanted to piss me off with that. Right. But we could do Alien and Blade Runner and friggin' Thelma and Louise, obviously. Then right. but I'm, why am I blank Gladiator? I'm like trying to th- it's like the movie with all the gladiators. What's that one called? And like that's what was going through my head just now. Are oh. you not entertained? <laughs> Um, actually, so you guys have not seen Sexy Beast. We were trying. He was trying to steer us over to the Amoric, oh, more American. Oh, you want to go ones. in the well, we American? Go that way. Sure. Well, well, well I mean, Buster, talk, Buster talk, clip, dude. Scare, you, you guys have not seen Sexy Beast, is what I'm asking. Right. right. You want to play a clip? Is that what yes? You're doing well, here? Ben Kingsley's in this movie. So was Ray Winston and Amanda Redman. And uh, the plot of Sexy Beast is is fairly straightforward. There's a retired gangster living down at British gangster living down in Spain retired with his wife he's got a friend and his wife they hang out but Ben Kingsley shows up because you know his boss wants to do this job and he thought of him to, so he thought he'd go down to find him down in Spain and convince him to come back and do some job and the guy's like well you know I'm retired and I'm just not into doing that stuff anymore and then at first he's like okay and then he you know turns into a real jerk and he's trying to get him to, to do it and it kind of goes back and forth. Ben Kingsley's very unstable in this movie. It's it's very good. And then uh, then he's like, okay, fine. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. He goes, gets on a plane. He's going to fly back. And then he changes his mind. And he comes back to see him. No fucking problem with the plane, cunt. Fucking plane was fine. Fucking plane was all right. Fucking plane was perfect. It's you. You're the problem. You're the fucking problem. You fucking Dr. White, onking, jam rag, arking, spunk bubble. I'm telling you, H, you keep looking at me. I'm going to put you in the fucking ground. I Dave, promise you. Dave. Not this time, girl. Not this time. He said spunk bubble. Not this fucking time. No! No, 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 no! No! No, 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 no! No! Not this fucking time! No fucking way! No fucking way! No fucking way! No fucking way! You made me look a right cunt! So, yeah. He called him a spunk bubble. Yes, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this movie. And, I mean, he's like that through basically most of the movie. You know, just... You're gonna do this job. You're gonna do the job. You're gonna do the job, kind of thing. And very I mean, it's, manic, it's very, very yeah. British anxiety. And it's really good. You've, you really got to see it. But yeah, a sexy beast. All of them have this like edge of their chair anxiety <laughs> about them. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. I mean, and then Layer Cake, another great movie with with uh, Daniel Craig, and and you know, it's about him basically kind of taking over as the boss. You know, it starts out where he's kind of the uh, the underling, and then he moves on through. And there's a great scene. The whole point of the movie being a labor cake. It's kind of like 
when it comes to the crime world, this one guy tells you near the end, you know, it's like a five story outhouse, you know, you, you know, until you get to the very top, you're always getting shit on, <laughs> you know, and you might think you're moving up in the ranks, but you're really not. You're still getting shit on. And, uh, you know, it's that whole layer cake. But that's another really good movie. The, the ending is rather surprising, which what's, makes it good. But, yeah, you want to talk about American gangster movies with, like, the Godfather trilogy or Goodfellas, right. like you said. Or Goodfellas. Well, I know or, at some point you the, guys want to get into The Departed. Yeah, the Departed. I was just going to mention it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you said you got to watch The Departed, so I watched it. And, uh, right. unfortunately, I didn't really like it. I mean, it was okay. I thought but It I only found, won Best Picture. I thought yeah. it was fucking Well, I brilliant. think it has a lot of problems. Life. And then is you okay, know, I'm and what <laughs> there was, uh, it really comes down to like suspension of disbelief. I mean, when you're talking about a Star Wars movie, and you know, there's no gravity or whatever, who cares? It's just a movie, you know, or an adventure movie. But when you're talking about a real kind of movie here, or set in you know Boston or whatever, I'm and picking they up do what some you're laying down. What do you got? There are things about the movie. That uh, just don't you're saying if you're going to set it as modern day, modern day, real world, you, you got to make it kind of believable. And at times when things are just I'm kind still of waiting. Ugh. Anyways, I'm just kind of going back to my notes. like when Bruce Willis comes flying up out of the sewer in <laughs> Die Hard <laughs> right. Three. Oh come on! And that Samuel Jackson just happens to be driving by at that moment and goes, they, "Oh look, they it's need, the white guy right. again." They, what they needed to do was put them back together again, and they made fun of themselves in the process. I'm just saying, right? It's an, that's an example of what he's saying. Okay, it's like look, I just take for example this having our dime being suspended here. You know the scene where they they follow him to the like the the warehouse or whatever, the abandoned building, and they're up on the roof of the building. And there's the cops are outside. They're following uh, Martin Sheen's character. Correct. Okay. Well, they're waiting, talking to Matt Damon on the radio, and then the, the body gets thrown off, but they don't really know what, what it was that got thrown off. Right. And then, you know, he comes walking up, Leonardo DiCaprio sees, you know, the dead body. The guys come out the door, and then, you know, Damon's telling them, just, just stay in the car, stay in the car. And then the cops just kind of get out and start shooting. Right. It's like, why? Why do they just because jump out and start shooting? Because the guy said he sat there rocking back and forth, and he's like, fuck this. Right. And but the problem out. I had with all that is these guys in the car are not presented as bad cops. They're presented They're, as good cops. Okay. How much do you know about and when Massachusetts they, in general? I don't know, but the point is, they just get out and start shooting. Right? There's no like, hey, we're cops. Put your hands up. Freeze. Right. This is the police. It's right. just like they get out and start shooting. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. That's, we're just going to shoot people. It's South Boston, Pat. I just, I, I just had trouble with that in a way. Okay. Um, another okay. little thing. Mark another one off for Pat. Next. <laughs> so, what's your other thing? Uh, okay. No, you, you this, throw them up, I'll knock is, them down. This is the worst part of the movie. Okay, so at the end of the movie, DiCaprio shows up, tells him he was the undercover cop, and then, you know, uh, Damon is realizing that he's Spoiler the guy. Alert. Yeah, a lot of spoilers in what yeah, I'm going to yeah, say yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, do it. So he goes in to talk. To, they finally meet, the two right. of them. He tells him, you know, how do I get your file out of the computer? And he tells him it was my name. And then he says, well, this computer's been acting kind of funny, so I'm going to go use a computer in another room. I'm not exactly sure why he even does that. But anyways, he leaves the room. Because the only he's, reason he's he going to delete his record. No, he's not. Okay. What does he, he go do? 
He just goes into another room and uses another computer. It's a way for him to be out of the room so that DiCaprio can see the envelope on the table. Well, no. And, realize, and he realizes that Damon was the, was the rat. Right. And, and so, so then when he, So when DiCaprio sees that and goes and finds Matt Damon, what is Matt Damon doing in another room? He's just looking at his file on the computer. No. He's deleting. No, his he's not. From the system. He is not. I think I just. I also because have seen this movie. Di- DiCaprio also just recently watched it again. DiCaprio leaves. Damon gets up, goes back to the other room, and sees that he's gone. Then he sees that the envelope's been moved. So now he knows that, that right. he knows that he's the rat. Right. And what does he do? He gets on the computer that just five minutes ago he was saying is a bit wonky, and he needs to use a different one. Right. And then he deletes the file. After he realizes that he saw the paper. Oh, son of a bitch, you're right. Now, the problem I have here is, why does he think that he can just delete the file and nobody's ever going to find it? Well, you know what it I mean? doesn't mean it's going to be successful. It's an act of desperation. Yeah. So then... That, that, that part, I don't know. It's like throwing punches in a hurricane, bro. Right. right. So then at the end of the movie, after what takes place after all that, he, the only person that knows that that file is deleted is Matt Damon. Right. Okay, well, now they're honoring Leonardo DiCaprio as a cop. Right. And in order to do that, he would have to get that file back to show that he was a cop. And so that means Damon no, had to Matt go back Damon to the computer. Says, Damon had to go back to yeah, the computer and somehow point. reinstate that deleted file Probably. that he thought no one would ever see. But or, he's smart enough now to get the file back. Or he doesn't was make just sense. throwing punches in a hurricane. He's trying to delete something. It doesn't make any it. sense. Okay. doesn't make any I'm gonna sense. I'm going to give you that one. Next. All right. The other thing is, okay... The very ending. Why does Wahlberg kill Damon? Because he's a, he hates him. Just out of spite? He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So Wahlberg they is just fucking... this. He's been a cop all these years. Right. Probably a good cop. He's right. never presented as a bad character or a bad cop on the take or anything like that. He's just a good cop who gets pissed off that his boss got killed. And now just out of spite, he's going to go and kill Matt Damon. I at the don't end of the think movie. it's spite. I think it's principle. He doesn't even know that Damon's the rat. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He's got no one knows that Damon's the rat at the end of that movie. He's got to know. Nobody so. knows. The only person that knows is DiCaprio, and DiCaprio gets gets killed, and then the other guy knows that he's a rat, and he All gets right, killed too. Fucker, I'm gonna watch it again. I don't know. I, I think there's just a lot they, of little things like that fucking, that just did not really make sense. Okay, a couple of things, dude. <laughs> My father was from Worcester, which is a very small area right outside of Boston. Is that okay. where the sauce comes from? Uh, I believe it is Worst, actually Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. And uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, the secret ingredient. In I'm not mix. gonna. I'm not gonna stereotype anybody. Actually, yes, I'm not. Are. I'm not going to care that I offend anybody. Okay. <laughs> People from Boston are fucking nuts. Okay. They are. They're fucking crazy. All right. Okay. They will fucking punch you in the face for crossing <laughs> the street in front of their car. Okay. Okay. And so the fact that Mark Wahlberg. Shot Matt Damon at the end of the movie in his own apartment just for the pure fucking satisfaction of doing it did not bother me at all whatsoever. Okay. Because those people are fucking animals. <laughs> what kind of fucking animal puts his own brother in jail? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying there, and 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 I can kind of buy into that, but it still it just seemed kind of... He he didn't do it because he knew he was the rat. There's no way he would have known he that he's the rat. It, Maybe he suspected that. it, I suppose, but I, I don't know. Maybe but he thought he had some something to do with the murder of the captain. Uh, little kind of details. The movie had no real sense of time passing. That was an issue I had. I mean, what I did like, okay, the very beginning of the movie was good. 
uh, Nicholson is talking. He says back in the past, and he doesn't really give a date, but the impression is like the 60s or the 70s. I didn't like the weak, like not non-special effects that they did because they didn't do anything but put Jack Nicholson in the dark. I like, thought that was cool. I thought that was atmospheric. I yeah. liked that part. And that's funny that you didn't like that part. Well, it's like, come it on, cool. man, make him young. Dude. You gotta you make could, you him know? young so you don't show him. You keep right. him in the dark. It keeps the character mysterious. Right. It makes him more evil. Right. Okay, I mean, the whole thing where he has the girl come over and he asks her, you got your period yet? Right. I mean, like, he, he yeah, plays that bad, really, really good. They kept him in the dark, and so you're like, okay, you know, for one, we don't have to show him young, but it also presents his character as being more evil, and I like right. that. But then it kind of jumps ahead to when Damon's in the Academy and all that, and, and DiCaprio is present day pretty much. But there's a lot of time that transpires, and even it's not even until later in the movie when he tells him, how long were you undercover? I'm going to agree, yeah. I was undercover for like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, he's like, years. I've been doing this shit for a year and a half. You're there's, like, what? There's, there's no yeah. sense of that time passing I'll in the movie, and I didn't really like that part. Um, it just seemed to happen, and one thing happens after another. And, and, and for him to get so close to Nicholson just didn't seem right. He got too close to him too fast. Is the way I felt about it, but yeah, that well, was just no. The reason that they did that judicious is because, editing. Well, no, his father <laughs> was one of the boys. Yeah, true. So I mean, yeah, I I, I got that. You know it just I mean? seemed a little too because he convenient. says it a couple of times. Somebody actually yeah. questions him on it, like, "What are you letting this kid hang around for?" And he says something about his father and how loyal he was. So uh, I didn't have the, a problem with other... that either because. Oh, and again, there's like there's not a whole lot of logic involved in these people's mentality. You know what I mean? You're talking about people that are professional fucking criminals. It's not like they think things through like that. I suppose. I mean, there were good scenes in the movie, but there were just too many kind of like coincidences. How the the woman just coincidentally was seeing DiCaprio as the psychiatrist and then dating Matt Damon. Oh, I love that part. That of was it. very just awfully was, convenient. Well, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's not a big area. Why? But did, I did, thought it was cool. Why that, didn't Damon and DiCaprio just bump into each other at some point? They did. Did they? They did. When? In the, towards the beginning where Matt Damon is walking out of the captain's office. Oh, well, yeah, that, that part. I remember. And he yes, walks past I just mean him. when he was seeing the psychiatrist, why didn't Damon happen to show up one day at her office when she was seeing DiCaprio? That actually would have been cool because and, neither of them would have really known who the other one was. And the, right? the other thing is, is. is uh, I think he does see him leave. Yeah. Because DiCaprio comes in and says something about, you see cops? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it she was goes, just professionally. There were good parts. Nicholson, um, Nicholson started out good in the movie, but as the movie kind of progressed, I felt like he was almost doing like right. a parody of the Joker a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he came out the one time with all the blood on him, it, it seemed like it was getting a little... No, I, I actually like that. I, I did like it, but it, but it, it also felt a little, little crazy. No, I don't know. Yeah, but he's yeah. fucking nuts, he's dude. Nuts, yeah. Remember when he has the hand in the bag yeah. and they're talking, and Leo's just like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. The look on his face is like, <laughs> "I'm gonna shit." And he pulls a hand out of the fucking bag, and it's got the ring on it, and he takes the fucking ring off. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was... he's just like basically, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. He, he, was, he was he was he was pretty crazy. He's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. There, there was just little things here and there. We should talk about kind of... more movies that Roland hasn't seen. Yeah. He's all, <laughs> he's all quiet in the corner. I mean, look, like, Alec I'm Baldwin. Not, he's got his hands folded. He's all waiting. Alec oh, yeah. Baldwin That's was really good yeah. in that movie. Right. 
And you kind of, yeah, you know, he was. I'm, I'm like so confused about Alec Baldwin's career. You I mean, just, he did movies like The Hunt for Red October and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and and where, what happened to the rest of his career? Why didn't he continue? He was on, on an Emmy Award winning television show. Yeah, for, he was on Thirty Rock, and he was fantastic you know. on that. He did a lot of movies, though. I know he See, did a lot of movies. He doesn't but he stick doesn't... to a specific genre. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? He played himself but in like the first to... twenty films that he was in, <laughs> and then he started acting after that. Uh, well, yeah, but he's you know? always been the best of the Baldwin Bros. Yeah. Well, come on, dude, really? That's there like was... saying the best of the Raisin Brands. Well, no, because the there are some good performances by other Baldwins. I mean, Usual Suspects. Give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> 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 no, do you know they give that away early on? That's the only part of that movie that I like <laughs> from him. Okay, he sucks in the rest. <laughs> no, but he at the, the very beginning, brother. it 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 um, Pollock's character is like you know, give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Okay, you find out toward the, the end keys, when when Kobayashi has got all the files on everybody, what you did, which is why you're on Kaiser Soze's right. radar, mm-hmm. and his is the holding up of the truck that is right. what got him all into the lineup in the first place. Right. Okay, that's when you find that out. But if you were paying attention, you'd have known that earlier because after they did the lineup scene, then they're sitting there, they're doing like the interrogations and they're cutting between the different guys, and when they're on Pollock, he's like, I want my lawyer. <laughs> I'm gonna have your fucking badge, cocksucker. He calls them the cops, cocksuckers. Right. In that, yeah. which is right. your clue it's that he clue was that the. It was him. Yeah, yeah. it was him. Yeah. It was other little things. I know you might think this is nitpicking, but for example, when they were up on the roof, the cap <laughs> Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen unfortunately didn't have much to do in that movie. My attempt to steer a great actor like failed. him, but yes. he's they're up on the roof of the building, <laughs> and then. They end up going down the stairs. Now, in order to get up there, DiCaprio would have taken the elevator, the piece of shit elevator, essentially. And so then later on at the end of the movie, when they're up on top of the building, which he probably took the elevator to get up there again, he, that elevator just presented itself as being a piece of crap, right. even though it was barely used. He's up there. Then the other cop shows up, and he tells him, you know, you were supposed to wait downstairs and all that. And then he ends up taking Damon, and they get in the elevator, which I don't understand why. They got into the elevator, and as soon as they got in the elevator, I'm thinking to myself, okay, the cop who's on the roof could easily take the stairs down to the ground and probably beat this Did piece of crap that? elevator. Did you see that big old donut eating motherfucker? I don't care. I knew that someone was going to be at the bottom of the elevator. It was so obvious. And when the elevator opened, it turned out to be somebody you else. You couldn't have possibly expected yes. that. Yes, it was. You saw I'm that like, coming. Yes, it was so obvious. I'm like, this is this is silly. The guy could run down to the bottom of the stairs before the elevator gets you there. You thought that he was going to open the and door, the door and get his opens, cap peeled back. And he gets shot. And then the other guy gets shot. And then he shoots the other guy. And I'm laughing at that scene. I laughed at that scene. It was so silly. All of a sudden, this other guy shows up and says, uh, yeah, I've been working for Nicholson, too, all this time. You're not the only rat. It just comes out of nowhere. Nowhere. There was no point to it. it was, I'm liking it was this silly. movie a lot less after listening to you. <laughs> so. Sorry. Can, Charlie, can you get decent. Scorsese on the phone for me, please? It was a decent movie. Yeah, we have could a have been better with a few minor changes. It could have been a little bit better. A little, little bit better. It could have, have been Miller's Crossing. When I looked at the uh, the reviews, it on, like, could the have IMDb, been Reservoir Dogs. Rolling, eat a, a dick. lot of you didn't people see it. say that the original movie 
Infernal Affairs is Reservoir what it was based on, based on was, was a really good movie, the first movie. Oh, you've seen that? The Japanese no, movie? No, I've not seen it. Oh. But it's based on a movie called Infernal Affairs, and a lot of people say that that version is way better. I did – one thing that I found really interesting was the ending with the girl was pregnant. Now, the implication she gives, she felt confident that the baby was, uh, was Damon's. She, she didn't have any... I don't think it has any relevance. No, I think it did, because it easily could have been DiCaprio's baby, too. Sure. But I, I, I found it interesting that she felt it was really his. There was never any thought in her mind the way she kind of, like, you know, was thinking about being pregnant. She seemed to think that it was just his. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting ending, because you don't really know who the baby really, the father really was. Right. But I don't know. Just a little thing. Anywho, good. We could all not be great. the milkman's kid. <laughs> the milkman. Charlie, did you get Scorsese on the phone? Okay. So, what else you want to talk about? The Untouchables. Oh. Yeah, there you that's go. A, that's that was a really interesting movie. Robert De Niro. That was Robert when De Niro as you know as fucking Al Capone. He put on a lot of weight to do that role. Right. That's back when I started to learn who Robert De Niro was. You oh, know? I knew who Robert De Niro I was. Mean, when the, that's when Connery, I started to Kevin learn Costner. who Brian De Palma was. Yeah, and Brian because De Palma. the one scene that I don't like in The Untouchables, I otherwise think it's one of De Palma's best films, but it's got a very Brian De Palma scene fucking in scene yeah. in it that I dislike, and that's the baby carriage on the mm-hmm. road on the oh, steps come on. in super slow mo. No, yeah. every Brian De Palma movie he, has to have one scene that's in ridiculous slow mo. No, the, the ridiculous excessive slow mo. If you remember in Raising Cane, there's Raising a baby Kane? carriage. Yeah, there's a baby carriage. In, in, is it Raising Cane? Mm-hmm. Has the baby carriage? No, Raising Cane was one of those movies where I really thought. Based I dug John Raising Cane. Lithgow. Yes. I thought Raising Cane's a great I thought movie. there was going to really be two of them. Not to spoil it, but really, yeah, no. It. I mean, they're giving away that it's only one from the from, from the very beginning. From the very, I, I know. No, 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 no. no. Oh, oh, wait. I think you aren't realizing that there is two of them. Because you're kind of giving the impression that maybe his dad isn't yeah. a separate, is just another personality. But his maybe. dad is real. Yeah. All right, totally off track. Those are all him. You saw The Prestige, right? The yes. Prestige, yes. When did you know that there was two of them? I didn't. It I totally didn't. surprised See, me. The Prestige. I, and it blows my mind because then you look back at the movie and it's like, how the fuck did I not know? Right. How the fuck did I not know? The thing I, about, it's one of those I, I knew, films that has a twist like that. that I knew truly something wasn't right. One hundred percent got me. There's a couple of blew good, my mind. There's a couple of good giveaways. Um, when he hurts his fucking hand, yeah, and he's in the there's kitchen so with his wife and his hand. It's like not this. It's not right. It's I like mean, I hurt, even, but it's not. I the didn't same. even have to go back and rewatch the movie. When that reveal happened, I literally immediately just looked back well, on the they, movie they I had just roll, been sitting they through. They roll went, through it. Too, how though. the fuck? Did I not realize it? Well, it's because they roll you through it. They do. Right. But I mean, I'm just... Oh, you're right. They do. But I'm saying... I said they're going... I should have seen the... How did I not see it coming? It's right. brilliant. It's, it's one of the best... Tw- so if you haven't seen The Prestige, we just ruined it for you. Um, you no, because I don't think we said it enough. Yeah. I think we were sliding for up me, about that. For me, when I watch movie. a Christopher Nolan film, I, I always sense or know something's going to happen. I mean, like at the beginning of Inception... I knew that he was in the dream at the very, you know, when he meets the guy and he's eating like the soup or whatever. Well, I knew he was in the dream dream at the end. And I knew that that was going to be something that we're going to come back to at the end of the movie. But at the same time, I still enjoyed the ride. I love it. With the prestige, as soon as they showed the pile of hats, 
I knew exactly <laughs> what was happening with uh, with him. With him, right? With um, Hugh Jackman's character, right? That was all pretty obvious. And then the whole, th- but the whole thing at the end when you know he dies, but then he's not dead, right? Yeah, you know it's what I mean. Subtle, but it's, it's right. really well. Have you guys seen um with uh, Edward Norton? Uh, the Illusionist, I think it was. Uh, it came out around, the, around same the same time. time. Have you seen that? I, I want to say yeah, but I just... It's bah, funny. Yeah. I didn't see The Prestige when it came out. My kids talked about yeah. it for years because they had seen it. And yeah. It's weird. that I Like every other Nolan film. Why did you right. go on to the, with The Prestige? Why did that come up? Um, <laughs> oh, because he was talking about double your pleasure, double my income. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. But yeah, the untouchables. <laughs> untouchables. Sean that. Connery is my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. really good. Well, in that movie. of course he is. He's 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 Sean he's, Connery. He's Sean Connery. <laughs> but Charlie, don't slam the door. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Sean Connery has it in his contract whenever he does a film. He has two things in his contract. One, he doesn't do anything but his it's always Sean Connery's accent. Like he's fucking oh. Well, he, yeah. He, I mean, when he shows up in Highlander, okay, the Highlander Played by, um, they're Scottish, dude. Really? No. The Highlanders in the movie Highlander. Right. The guy who's playing the Highlander is a French actor, Christopher Lambert. It's his first right. English language film. He's got a heavy French accent, and he's supposed to be the Scottish guy. But Sean Connery shows up. He's supposed to be Ramirez, who's currently pretending to be Spanish, but is actually originally Egyptian, yet he's the one with the Scottish accent. Sean Connery talks how Sean Connery talks. Sean Connery in Hunt for Red October is supposed to be Russian. Now there are those who believe we should attack the United States first, settle everything in one moment. Red October was built for that purpose. Sean Connery always doesn't do accents. I am Sean Connery, and I'm always doing this voice. But the other thing that's in his contract, and think about this for a minute because it's okay. true, is the thing that's never always the same is his hair. He he gets to have his hair any way he fucking wants it in in, in, in any of his movies. You ever seen Medicine Man where he's like the scientist right. in the rainforest in Brazil and he's got the fucking giant ponytail? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the two things he that are always that in Sean Connery's in, uh, contract. Now that you know that, think back to a bunch of Sean rock, Connery films. The Rock, he too. Al- yeah. He yes. had the hair. Yes. Yeah. He always has the, the Scottish accent no matter what nationality the character is, and he never has the same hair. Do you know The Untouchables <laughs> has one of the biggest continuity errors ever in the history of films? Really? Really? Ooh. What's that? I want to hear this. Okay, the scene where um, Sean Connery and Kevin Costner are in uh, Connery's apartment, and they're discussing... Um, him coming on board, basically, like he's trying to convince him to come in, right? right? So he's standing there. Sean Connery is wearing a button-up shirt, okay? Top button is unbuttoned, and he's wearing a wristwatch on his left hand, okay? okay. Cut to Sean, Kevin Costner, right? Mm-hmm. We cut back to Sean Connery. His shirt is buttoned up all the way, mm-hmm. right? And the watch is gone. Okay. Hmm. We cut again. <laughs> sure. Right. This is a reshoot. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, well, yeah. I, they did it over two days, I'm guessing. Right. They cut a, again. They cut back. And now the and watch is back. Now the, the watch unbuttoned. is back and the shirt's unbuttoned. That's funny. I'll yeah, it is. I'll yeah. You could probably look it up on YouTube after yeah. the show. But. I believe it. Speaking of Sean Connery right. and continuity errors, okay. in Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. there's the car chase with the Mustang. And then he goes up and he's going up to an alley, a really, really narrow alley. And there's like kind of a, a, like a loading ramp. Mm-hmm. And he drives up, and he puts the car on like its right side, and then he he goes through the narrow alley, right, 
but then they cut to the scene where he's coming out, and when he's coming out, the car's on its left side. Oh. <laughs> it, like, flips. That could be a problem. <laughs> That's a continuity error there. Diamonds are forever. There was a continuity error in a Bond movie. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. Yeah, actually, Another? the scene between um, Kevin Costner and Sean Connery on the bridge, yeah, where he first meets mm-hmm. Sean Connery, it's a good scene. and he's like, "I'm a Treasury officer," and he's like, "All right, have a good night." <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, man, how'd you know?" And he's like, "Who would claim to be that?" <laughs> yeah, which was not <laughs> like really, dude. Scarface. So, uh, uh, Scarface. I've not actually seen it. You, I've seen, you haven't uh, seen Scarface. I don't know. I've seen like bits of it here like, and there. Not even in, like at a Motel Six at like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think That's so. the right time to see it. Because this is no, the thing. Scarfa- no, no, no. Because I'm saying when you look at like Godfather or Goodfellas or something like those presenting themselves a lot more seriously. Scarface is so deliberately you, over the it's top. It's not. Yeah. If you really it understood is. cocaine, you, well, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't be saying that. But I'm saying it's not Al Pacino. It's... You, I don't know. When I'm watching that movie, I don't get the impression that Al Pacino was playing a guy in cocaine as much as Al Pacino is just on cocaine. He's playing a crazy <laughs> Cuban guy. Dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. But, it's, but that's it's Brian De Palma, just, isn't it? Right? Yes, it is. Tony yeah. Montana? Yes. Yes, that is Brian De Palma, script by Oliver Stone. Oh, well, there you go. I brought that up in another episode when we were talking about Tarantino writing blah, Natural Born Killers blah, that blah. Stone directed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I assume you've seen Scarface then, right? I have. You like it? Well, of course. I mean, I like it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it a is. fun movie. I enjoy Scarface. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's just, but it's I can't take it as seriously as I take some of these well, other no, movies. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's only because of the kind of gangster movie that it is. You know what I mean? When you talk about these other movies, you're talking about Italian mafioso movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, when you're talking about Scarface, you're talking about a drug kingpin. Right. Kind of gangster. Sure, okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's a completely different animal. It You're is. talking about meatloaf and, you know, <laughs> prime rib. It's just not the same. Oh, I thought we right. were talking about the uh, singer. <laughs> no. Well, what about um, Get Shorty? You know, Jack Black's dad. Get Shorty with Get John Travolta. Get Shorty is a great movie. I love that movie. That's a good gangster movie. I it guess is. you'd call it a gangster uh, movie. Rene Russo and Gene Hackman and uh, right. uh, Delroy Russo Lindo Russo. and... Uh, James Gandolfini I had before a he did the crush on Rene Russo there during yeah. that time. And the uh, oh, Dennis era. Farina's in that movie. I Why'd love that so movie. Oh, and I don't think a lot it's of great people in the movie. Uh, yeah. uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, the whole right. that movie's very funny. But again, you know, like it's it's it goes with that he doesn't carry a gun or anything, but he's very tough. He's able to do things. I'm sure he's got I, a gun. I didn't think he had a Somewhere. gun at any point in that movie. Why? Because he didn't produce it. And because he didn't produce it. Yeah. No, he never had it. Never Guys like guy. that don't pull their fucking guns out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless somebody needs to die, like, right now. I don't know. But that, that movie is is really funny. It's right. a lot of fun. It goes in a lot of different directions and stuff like that. Holly Berry. Holly Berry? No. She's different not in that movie. movie. Different that's, movie. You're thinking of Swordfish? Yes. Swordfish, that's a that's yeah. an interesting movie. I don't think that's a game. It's not movie, a game. But, but it yeah. has Holly Berry's tits. tits yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Got a little distract there. But yeah, that had that John, uh, that's John Travolta too in Swordfish. Right. But yeah, Get Shorty. That's a great movie. Um, what's another? Well, movie? Godfather One and Godfather Two. Yeah. You know the uh, scene where his you know um, daughter's getting married at the beginning of the first movie. Everyone's showing up to the house and. You know, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tradition in that culture. 
you were allowed to ask something of the bride's father on the day that his daughter gets married, yeah. and he's allegedly supposed to comply. So, <laughs> you know, but I love James Caan in those movies, man. Yeah, so James Caan. Al Pacino obviously um, comes into his own in the second movie, but. Okay, well, this this is what should be on your movie. I, I looked it up. I had Karen look yeah. it up. <laughs> old Boy. That's uh, the movie with the hammer. Never seen Old Boy. My oh, girl, my God. My girl is not looking up shit for you, dude. Fuck you. Um, you anyway, you have shit. you seen Old Boy? Karenina. No, I've not seen Old Boy. No. Or, I've heard a lot Kira. about that movie. That's I'm asking him. He's just ignoring Kira. me. He's, he's over there saying women's names and referring to... Kathleen. Have you ever seen Old one? Boy, asshole? No. Okay, well then, I've both of you have homework. There's, there's, there's I've never two. seen a movie. Hey, do we ever do our homework boy, here? No, no, no. You watched The Departed. You did some homework. I watched Django. Well, I, mean, I did some homework. You watched half a fucking Django. Yeah, I know. Fuck anyway, asshole. fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll get back there. Have you what given me any been? movies to watch that I haven't? Yeah. Watched? What did we talk about last? Donnie Darko was the time travel movie. You know, you hadn't I came seen. so close to watching that. It's good. It was on Netflix, and I saw it, and I went, Ah, no. You should. I you really should. Else. What movies did you watch this week? Um, what did I watch? This? You watched I played like, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, man, am I going to have go. to make a confession right now? Yeah, What's that? What movie did you watch this week? <laughs> Is Damn. it a really crappy movie? I watched, well, I watched Happy Gilmore with my girlfriend. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Yeah, okay. You know, For the that, 300th time, probably. Yeah, that's just Whatever. a classic fucking... It, I can't stand Adam Sandler, but it's one of those oh movies that if God, I were an Adam so Sandler funny. fan, I imagine people watching it over. It have, you seen that? have you guys seen the, the whole scene with him and Bob Barker? Sure. You know what okay, I mean? But what else did you see this week? That's not a confession. Saying you saw I, Happy Gilmore well, again is I, not a confession. I was into my Netflix, right? And I watched <laughs> I watched Jurassic Park again. I do need to okay. recant some things that I said about that Thank movie. Thank you, because so, you were bagging yeah, on that movie, and I, I don't was, know why. I was ripping it hard. It, it's... It's very Spielberg. It's very. It's very Spielberg. It's Jaws. But if you take... It's Jaws. It is it's Jaws. Jaws. But if you take out the two tweens... And the chick hacking the computer and you know everything. If no, you no, take no. The, out the, that, end of, the end of the vid is a wreck. I mean, don't, come on. The end of that movie is just an absolute <laughs> mess. But all the stuff leading up to that is yeah. good because okay, it's, the, Goldblum is so good in it. Right, he's great. The <laughs> yeah, he is Jeff Goldblum's good in everything he's yeah. in. Yeah, he yeah. just got that thing where he like hold you know holds the side of his hand and he kind of talks yeah. in like a. I kind of forgot he, some stuff. He's he's even good in the apartments.com commercials. Yeah. yeah. For for whatever the fuck reason that exists. Right. Well, <laughs> anyway. Well, if you want to don't, you, you you don't go, say like it's kind of Spiel, it's very Spielberg. You like it's like Jaws. Right. But you go okay. The, they go okay. The T Rex is the shark. Right. Yeah. Wait, no, it's not. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> the because raptors are the raptors, and then okay, they go. Okay. We have something okay. better, and they trump the shark, or not jump the shark. <laughs> they trump yeah. the shark. Well, I mentioned this at the tail end of one episode a long time ago. If both of those films go all the way back to Spielberg's very first feature, which was a CBS Saturday night movie in like 1970, 71, called Duel. Have you ever yeah. seen that movie? No. You really should. There's almost no dialogue in it. And then it's a fantastic film. No, no, and no. Then and, he, and it logically fits into the conversation that, here, so fuck you. I watched uh, Lost World. Which is Jurassic yeah. Park. Not yeah. as good at um, all. It's not as good, but the it, effects aren't even as good. There's, dude, it's I still a good was, movie. Yeah, but I was With actually caught that on TV. I was passing by it one day on TV, and I'm, I'm watching the scene, and it, and the CGI is so obviously sitting on top of the scenery. Right. At one point, I'm like, 
Right. How, wh- this is so down. They didn't put as much effort into it. It's the first one. But the, st- the, first the one, story, what's his name? the Winston? story, you know why the story is so good in that movie? The right? effects guy who did oh, the f- first uh, one. Yeah, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Yeah, yeah I believe. Pumpkinhead and all that other stuff. Right. You know Fantastic why, you know why the story guy. is so good, right? Well, because it's based on a Michael Crichton novel. Well, no, because it's King Kong. The yeah. second movie is King Kong. Right. Oh. They go and uh, okay. they, yeah, they yeah, go yeah. to the island and then the, they catch him. It ends him. up knocking right. down the it's, 76 They ball. bring him back. Yeah, and then he right. fucking runs it's wild on fucking Kong. New York City. Right. I f- you know, it's funny. I kind of forget about that third right. act. But b- bringing up uh, no, that's Michael first, Crichton. That's the second movie. Yeah, I know. The third act of the second oh. movie right. is what I mean. The right. first Jurassic Park based on a Michael Crichton book. Well, because the beginning and then, you know, the Julianne Moore character. Right. I tend to remember that part. Jeff Goldblum is really good. And then I don't know who the actress is that plays his daughter, but where she stows away on the thing and she ends up there with him and. No, I just wanted to say that um, um Westworld, the new series based yeah. based on Michael Not Crichton, it's a, there's a Michael Crichton movie he actually right. directed with Yul yeah. Brynner as the out of control Westworld. The right. the whole Itchy and Scratchy that, Land episode of The Simpsons is based on that movie. Now that the, movie um, was an inspiration really for Terminator. Yes, it very much right. was. Now the, so I'm saying there are a lot Andromeda Strain, very first movie based on. My yeah, very first book. Strain, I'm yeah. recommending these films. There's one I want to emphatically not recommend. I've said this plenty of times, so it belongs in the movie podcast. Here we go. Um, Sphere. Movie? Oh. <laughs> Sphere is one of my all-time favorite books. It was one of those books. Somebody lent it to me saying, you have to read this. And the I didn't. The book and is I, always no, no, no. better than the movie. Yes, the book is always better than the movie. But always. when I finally picked this book up to read it, I was what sick one day. What if the book is based on the movie? <laughs> the I was, novelization thereof. Sure. I was sick one day. <laughs> And so I picked the book up because I'm laying in bed. And every time I put it down, I picked it right back up. I read it cover to cover in a day. Be- get at the, it's one of those, like, the jacket has, like, a reviewer blurb on it that said, the last 10 pages of this book are perfect. And I said, well, that's such hyperbole. That's ridiculous. Obviously, that's not going to be true. And, I, and then I read the book, and I'm telling you, the last 10 pages of that book are perfect. It has the most satisfyingly perfect, brilliant ending to a story I have ever read in any genre. Like the end and of that movie sucked balls. And the ending of the movie didn't just do it wrong. It fucked it up so badly, I literally wanted to go up into the projection booth and set fire to the reels of film. And I still, to this day, 15, 20 years later, can dredge up this much anger over the one time I saw this film. It so badly botched the the best book ever. I fucking so, I mean the best book and, ever. Roland? Here's the thing: even if they didn't screw the ending up so ever? badly, ever ever honest, ever. if they didn't ever. screw up the ending so much, For it would ever. have just been a bad film because it was poorly cast anyway. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to buy. Let me what let are me you give you the referring ca- to again. Sphere. Let me Sphere. give you the casting of this film. Okay. okay? Um, gen- generic setup is. Um, the military assembles a crack team of top scientists to to the South Pacific to, for some discovery. To talk as much. Shut up, and <laughs> and so so here's who you're supposed to believe as the top team of scientists. Uh, you're supposed to, to believe yeah, yeah. you're supposed to believe uh, Dustin Hoffman and so, uh, what's her name? Sharon Total Stone? Recall. Sharon Stone. I believe. I almost Dustin said Alicia Silverstone. Any, any role. Hold on a second. Dust. But here's what you're supposed to buy: Dustin Hoffman and um, Sharon Stone are divorced, and they've been separated. But because of this, they've been brought back because they're the top in their field. And you're supposed to believe that Dustin Hoffman is completely over Sharon Stone, but that Sharon Stone is still pining for Dustin fucking Hoffman. It's. Dustin Hoffman wasn't sexy in The Graduate. In the 90s and the 2000s, there's nothing sexy about He's a fantastic actor. There is but women, he's not an attractive leading man. There is women in the world that are attracted to men 
for reasons other than looks. Okay. You should ask that's, your wife. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, so that's the first About bad thing you're supposed to buy. Thing. The next thing you're supposed to buy is Queen Latifah as the top marine biologist. <laughs> and you're supposed to believe. Come on, man. Don't be getting on Latifah. It's my okay. girl, man. The only one that works is Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to be the top crack mathematician. And because it's Sam Jackson, he fucking pulls that off brilliantly. I buy Sam Jackson's character out of the four scientists more than Hoffman. Sharon Stone is completely out of element. Queen Latifah is completely out of element. You don't buy Dustin Hoffman as a scientist. Not in that movie. And the other one that he does a bad... What is the movie Gene Hackman's a bad guy? Outbreak? He's Outbreak. terrible in that, too. Renee Outbreak's Ru- another Renee movie. Russo again? Yeah. yeah. And he, I don't buy... I didn't like Outbreak either. So I actually just liked been, the movie. So Sphere would have just like been a badly cast, bad adaptation of a book you know. if they'd have gotten the ending at least close. But they got the ending so wrong... That if you find a DVD copy of Sphere, um, I will pay you back if you buy it and burn it. I will send you a check. I hate that film. Let me go ahead and give you guys our P.O. Box. (laughs) P.O. Box 666. Easy now. Easy. You know what? I just saw. Speaking of like covers that remind you of something. There's this movie, Insidious, I saw. Oh, Insidious. Well, Insidious, that's, that's a good film. So then there's like a couple sequels to this movie. So there's apparently an Insidious whatever, and I see the DVD cover, and it's this hand mm-hmm. it's that each finger and thumb is a key. It's a key, yeah. In front of a doorknob, and it's kind of dismembered. So it's just this floating hand with fingers that are keys, like yeah. about to insert a key into a doorknob. Yeah. And it immediately reminded me of the, the cover. House. House, exactly. Yeah. With, okay. uh, isn't that, what's his name? Yeah, the greatest, greatest American, American hero. Greatest American hero. Cats, what's his name? <laughs> that, movie, that movie, that movie disturbed me House? As, a, as a child. I remember yes. that movie. Yeah. It's that one of those movies that's not a good horror movie. It didn't but just to, uh, scare me. Yeah. It fucked with my well, head. Yeah. Like, that movie, like, yeah, yeah. He, he's like trying to bury the body or something in the yard, and then right. like the guy comes up and is talking to him. Right. It's uh, kind of bizarre, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And well, but yeah, great idea for a sequel, House 2, The Second Story. That was like a great tagline. Uh, <laughs> okay, we yeah, have Is that a legit thing or is yes. that something yes. that's... Yes, legit. Oh, yeah. yes. House 2, The Second Story. That's yes. fucking that's stupid. A, that's a great title Anyway, we have, we have swerved well off of the gangster films. I think we, it's time to wind no, this down. You, I think you, we can wind kinda, this down. You made, I see that we're over, but... I'm just like, what I was trying to say. Oh, movies we watched this week. And you said you oh, watched yeah. Happy Gilmore. Okay, I, I watched a movie called uh, go ahead. Uh, Inferno with, by Dario Agento. Oh, you know who not. That is, right? Dario. Or, yeah, yeah. So you're saying not the third uh, uh, Tom, no, Hanks Tom Hanks thing. Uh, thing with no. The, so you're saying, I'm saying I had Top Ramen, and you're saying that you had steak no. and lobster no 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 not really a, a great movie it was really kind oh, of really? a little slow a little but, dull but i guess it's like what dario when did that come out? uh 1980 okay i mean you, name a guys, dario and gentle movie that seen, everyone uh, would know suspiria oh, i think it's like yes. his uh his famous famous movie well and a few others it, the, the only way like the horror movie with the tall man and that's the character's name the tall, the tall man. man right yeah and this the the phantasm orb, phantasm yeah, Phantasm is a horror movie that I, I don't understand its huge cult following because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that movie's really weird. It doesn't. It's Think about dumb. cult movies in general that don't make fucking sense. 
Yes, there's, there's Let's another do a topic. whole show on cult movies. Yeah, dude, that's why? a good idea. So I can just completely shred them apart, dude. <laughs> that's great. But I'm saying, you know, we can talk about. Well, Holy Grail qualifies well, as a cult movie. Shit too. Buckaroo Banzai. That. I'm dying to talk about on the show at some right. point. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean, because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. There's because so many cult movies here. There's so right, many great maybe cult next movies. Week. Let's we, go. We let's that. go to the window. Let's but yeah, I watched a movie called, well, <laughs> half of a movie called Motel oh, Hell. Right. Have you ever seen Motel Hell? I have with, uh, actually. Rory Calhoun. He's Rory standing Calhoun. up like like a little Rory Calhoun. Remember from The Simpsons? Right. But yeah, uh, I don't really know who Rory Calhoun is, but I guess he was a pretty famous actor up to that point and he was trying to right. reinvent his career with that movie actually but i'm only halfway through it i'll probably finish it off tonight what else did you see that's it for this week yeah. what about you fuckstick i said I, uh, this watched. week was blade runner 2049 right. yeah so you just saw it then i huh. just saw it oh, okay i think it was yeah. just this week yeah Re- very i'm trying recently. to think did i see anything else because sometimes I'll do that. I watched actually Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. I, mean, I, I thought we were going to do many times. I watched, yeah, I watched episode two for some reason. Hey, I just heard. I don't know why. I just, I just heard that Lando's supposed to come back for nine. Uh, you, that's what I'm like hearing. Like Billy D. Williams, really? Lando? Billy D. Williams. Really? That's what I just heard. Oh. I, I don't know. Well, why not? Could just be a why rumor. Not? Who knows? No. But why not? Why not? I think the real question would be why. Well, I don't know. because everybody else died, <laughs> now we got to kill Lando. Oh. Well, Leia, the character, is still alive. Yeah, the character's still alive. They're gonna so, have to figure that one out. Yeah, they're gonna have to kill her off in the first reel. Well, they're mean, gonna they're gonna well, have to I explain. Thought that's what happened in episode eight? All they eight. have to do is I was just, like, oh, they're just gonna make this nice and neat. Yeah, and then they didn't. Whatever kill they, they didn't. Whatever it's called, I don't know. But I the was opening supplies about that. The opening word scroll where it says episode nine, the death of Princess Leia. Right. The opening crawl just has to explain Leia's death. Yeah, you're gonna take the most iconic <laughs> character <laughs> yes. from the Star Wars fucking universe. Oh, there's a point I'd like to make about Solo. <laughs> gonna kill her in the crawl. Real quick, Solo. I don't know. Did you spot okay, 3PO and uh, R2 and Solo? Hold on a second. Anywhere? Here's an Where important point. No, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, did you? Yes. I don't remember seeing them. Okay. Because this would be the first movie where that didn't have them in it. Okay. If they're not in it. Here's the thing. Um, all of the Rogue One and the the Star Wars stories that aren't part of the trilogy. The two that are out? Okay. Okay, it is just the two. You're right. The point is, is all Star Wars movies start with the opening crawl. No. All Skywalker saga movies. That's what I'm saying. Start with the, the crawl. The, the nine start with the crawl. Right. Okay. And and Rogue One didn't. Right. Appropriately. Right. And it doesn't start with a space battle shot like every... It started with a space shot. Did it? Okay. All Star Wars movies open with a space shot. They still got that right. Did Solo? Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, sir. Most well, anyway, the did. point I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make is the intro to Solo put up like some stuff on the screen and then some more stuff. It was a little more Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. it bugged me because it felt like Ron Howard came into the project late and said, "Well, I want to do the opening crawl thing," and then what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy is like, uh, no, you don't get to do that. It's like, uh, fuck. Well, we could speculate. I mean, he You know what I mean? It he, kind of, it had that feel where it was they, like, they this were, wanted to be a crawl, but it can't be because it's not the saga. They were almost done with the movie. Okay. And so when Ron Howard came in, he did 90% reshoots. Wow. Yeah, dude. Because Kathleen was like, these guys are not shooting my script. 
Okay. So they literally went back and shot almost everything again. Okay. But, I mean, I liked the movie, but not as a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? It felt like a lot of other movies. It felt like a Star Wars movie to me. It felt like a... No, it felt like a crime drama movie. Of course. With a coat of Star Wars on it. No. Like painted on... I literally... What did you expect? It's a fucking Han Solo movie. No. You didn't expect, like, gangster shit? I think his argument, what he disliked about the trailer... It was completely 100% legitimate. That was a generic car chase scene that I've seen in 10,000 films that just didn't happen to have wheels on the vehicle. He had to make a point early. But I'm saying it doesn't, it's not a Star Wars scene. It was written in to make a point early about the character, which could have been done a hundred other ways. Dude, it was good. I enjoyed the film. It was good. I enjoyed the film. It was good. It wasn't a Star Wars film. I don't agree. That's what I'm saying. I don't agree. Okay. I'm not saying the it was a bad and, film. I enjoyed the, the film back and very forth much. Between Han <laughs> and Chewie was very Star Warsy to me. Especially when they're in the cave and yeah, then they okay. start they get to okay, the point the, the, where that. they're playing along with each other. Yeah, some of that stuff. And he's works. hitting the pole. Right. And he's like, Yeah, uh, you know, and they're like But I mean some of the Pat scenes Pat hasn't seen it yet, has like, he? Like, no, but he ha- he will never will. The scene no, where No, he fucking will the if scene I have to where fucking Harold- get him in the fucking clockwork <laughs> orange fucking chair with the <laughs> eyes and shit. But the scene where Woody Harrelson there with is the playing drops. Chewbacca, the the ch- uh, I don't know, three D chess game, whatever the hell it is. He's trying to tell him you got it. You can't do. The, you can't. No, you know. what I'm saying is that scene is just feels forced in. It's like let's wedge this in because it's a Star Wars movie. It doesn't have any point. It does have a point, Roland. It's called foreshadowing. Later on, he's playing who in the game? Who is Chewie playing in the game in A New Hope? Luke. No, he's playing R two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's playing and Han R2. says, Sorry. you know, yeah, and he doesn't. And then he, he, and then C three PO says, "Let the Wookiee win." Come yeah, on. let the Wookiee win. I know it's an homage to the scene, and that's my point. It's not it's an wedged homage. in there. Look, if you watch the movies, it just seems if really you wedged watch in. the movies in chronological order, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's called foreshadowing. Okay, okay, I get what Dick you're trying face. to say. You're saying that the scene in Solo is foreshadowing the scene in Star Wars, right? But the scene has no point in Solo. Is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't belong in the film Solo. It's it wedged in it there. It doesn't hurt the Woody Harrelson to make it character. the Solo film. And it doesn't hurt the Chewbacca character. Have I'm it in saying there. if you took the words Star and Wars out of the title and took that scene out, you wouldn't miss the scene. You only accept the scene is there because the words Star and Wars are in the title of the film. The scene doesn't fit the movie that it's in. Yes, it foreshadows a scene in a later movie, but it doesn't fit the film that it's in. There's no reason for the scene in the film. So are you going to have a little bit of the ultraviolence? <laughs> okay, Pat, we're going to do this one of two ways. We can do this you know, the easy way, or we can do it the real easy way. The real easy way. What is it? What is it? Why is it they always want to do things the hard way? <laughs> Wiley Coyote. So, yeah, so it was very gangster like. And there, despite the poor performance, by the way, there's a rumor. Poor performance of. The film lost $50 million. Oh, poor, that poor film. I thought you meant a performance of a character. No, no, no. no, no. no. And it was a good movie. And yeah, I, they wrote more. There's more. Sure. I really like you know, the movie. And they're going to make more. People are under it contract. It wasn't a Star Wars movie. No, it was a Star I liked Wars the movie. movie. It was good. You just didn't like the part of Star Wars it talked about. So no, the Aaron Reich, no. 
Aaron Reich, the Han Solo character, signed up for three movies. Sure. He let that slip. Great. They're going to do sure. a Bounty Hunters movie. We're going to get some Han Solo, Boba Fett together kind of thing. Great. Because they have to explain that. They have, let, they have to explain why fans are obsessed with Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I think they're, uh, they, were, they are rather obsessed with him because of his lack of screen time. And the, my because favorite, we don't know shit about him. My favorite Boba Fett story you haven't seen because you've never seen the Star Wars Christmas special. You know, I'm oh. actually glad that I've never seen it because have you ever seen, you've never seen the Boba Fett I cartoon. I wouldn't have to watch the poison out of my eyes. Just YouTube, just the Boba Fett cartoon. I think I actually did see it as a child, but I think I might have blocked it out. Well, <laughs> there you go. Like a the child, one I do remember seeing experience. as a child is the later, the one after. Um, after Jedi, there was an Ewoks movie. I remember seeing that on TV. I did see that. I remember that. Right. I remember that. I remember the Ewoks thing. Right. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I remember when they played Star Wars on TV for the first time. <clears throat> okay, ladies and gentlemen, for everyone scoring at home. Anyways. We have yet to successfully make it through a show without, without bringing up Star Wars. Without bringing it, up it, Star Wars. it will not happen. This <laughs> is episode 13, right? 14. Epi- episode 9, Revenge oh. of the... Did I just show something. my hand? Well, what's funny because thirteen was the time travel episode, so maybe you just yeah, Pat felt actually, like Pat actually said the traveled. date in one of the episodes. You did know I? that? Oh, yeah, he I did. Sure. I almost kicked you into the chair like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think it was last week actually. <laughs> I said this. All right, you we did. have really literally. I don't know. We, we were done. Over. We were done like fifteen right. minutes ago. Let's go and to the we window. Just rambled. Go to the window. Uh, I'm gas. I'm food. I'm lodging. And we are coming to you live from Doll, Doll Hut Studios, Studios here in beautiful, beautiful West, West Anaheim, California. Go to the window. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well, no shit. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No. I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? And I will I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. 